Hello, 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 friends, and we are back. I'm back. I'm back in real time. I'm home from being on the road, and I cannot express to you a better perfect. It always works out like this. It's this perfect synchronicity of exactly who it is that I need in the room to talk out literally what I'm dealing with in life. Tonight, I have my friend Shar Roberts with me for dinner tonight, and it was perfect. Everything about our experience of just having dinner together was exactly what I needed. And if you think about like the, all the times you say to a friend, like, we're going to go eat, we're going to go have dinner, we're going to have dinner together, we're going to go get a glass of wine, we're going to whatever. And we've done a little bit of that, but you say it and say it, and then you never like get there and think about what we just got to have together, yeah. like hours of free time, cooking a meal together and hashing it out, man. Oh yeah. Cause you and I have had so much, you know, commonalities to talk about in the, in this world that we're living in right now. <laughs> it's almost, it, it's almost scary, almost freaky, but like you said, the, the, the perfect timing, I mean, the perfect, the perfect things sent into our, into our, our space so we can work on the things we need to, to work on. Yeah. And you and I, from the moment we met, started talking about like the energy, actually, you know what? I was just thinking about the fact that the moment, the day we met at lazy beach, Yes. Do you remember how yeah. like crazy I, I was flowers, about and I? unhappy about my relationship? Yeah, I remember the energy. <sighs> we don't have to talk about that. But anyways, I all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, you were there for one of the scenes. I felt it. I, yeah, I and I do. I remember that. I remember that. And to me, it was just it, it, like that kismet. Like, yep, I was meant to be here at this time and get these barrage flowers and then the essence that I made with mm -hmm. it and what mm -hmm. they represent, the strength and the courage. And, the, mm -hmm. and bring it back to me. And like, I have a little bottle of that. I actually don't have any of it left because I used it all. Like that was, I mean, I did. I'm really pretty, I'm one of those people that uses my oils for that. And I don't think that I, I think maybe I had kind of let that stuff like slide and that I hadn't been like leaning into it as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. But then on this trip, I used my Clary Calm a lot. Yeah. And I, and it, and, and it, the, the, it's, first of all, it's such a beautiful fragrance. Um, it just smells good and I smell good when I wear it. And so when I go out into public, it's like, Oh, people are like, Oh, you smell good. But then on top of that, it literally like, that is too funny because this me. morning I needed it. And uh -huh. what did I reach for? Uh huh. A bottle of Clary Calm. Yeah. And I'm like, and I put it everywhere. Yeah. It, so, okay. So that leads into exactly the main reason I was using the Clary Calm so much is because <laughs> I was going to use the F word just then, but I'm going to try to keep us out of explicit chiggers, chiggers in Arkansas, man. I had no idea. You guys, I had no idea. Our Texas chiggers cannot compare. <laughs> I had, so people come out to the farm and a good example of this was when the photographer came out to do Lillian's um, senior photographs. And she asked, because we're about to go like lay around in the grass, you know, photography we're about to go lay around in the grass and the photographer's going to get down in the grass and everybody, you know, whatever. And she's like, you have chiggers here. And I, and I'm like, um, I, you know, maybe one or two. I mean, I've never, I literally have had like, you know, one chigger under my armpit or one around my waistline and That's they're cute. kind of obnoxious, <laughs> you know, and they yeah, you pick them and you know, whatever. And I, I look like I had a venereal disease. Like <laughs> it was so bad. And so, okay. So I was in Arkansas, which on this amazing trip, um, the first big scary adventure I had on the amazing trip was driving red rock roads, red dirt road in the Ozarks, switch back up a mountain for like an hour straight to get oh. to the first hip camp I've ever stayed at in my entire life. So I have no idea what's going to happen when I get there down this hour long red dirt road up the mountain in Arkansas to Chiggerville. <laughs> but I get there and they're, you know, it's really nice. They've got a setup where they've got it set up to do like a lot of people doing hiking and, um, uh, RTV. What do, you, what do you call those vehicles where people drive around in the woods and you know, the, those ATV, ATV, yeah, like that kind of stuff and like Jeeps and you know, all that kind wow. of stuff. Um, and so they like house people for that, it, you know, the hip camp setup. it's like a camping site specifically. I'm sure that they use other besides hip camp. They probably use outdoorsy and some of the other like apps where you can, cause you know what hip camp is? No, tell me. Okay. It is basically, and it kind of 
when I saw it the first time, I saw it in 2010. Um, they came to a farm conference, the Tofka farm conference that I was at. And they, the guy introduced himself to me and told me basically what they were trying to do was get people to turn more of their personal land into camping campgrounds, campsites, and things like that, especially farmers, because all the farmers on small scale farms are looking for agribusiness, basically, Mm -hmm. like what can we do on our property? Because we're not making money on tomatoes. Like no matter how much somebody tells you, we're not making money on tomatoes. There's no money in broccoli. (laughs) There's no money in broccoli. There's no money in broccoli. Um, And so, so we have to figure out 800,000 other ways to make money on our property. And so hip camp is one of the things they came up with. And it's, you know, and it kind of depends on where you are, like as to what's available, what they're offering. And so I probably paid like, 25 bucks for the night. So it's like hostel campground kind of staying. Yes. This, this place was just this amazing, huge farm. And it had, they had each place was cordon, you know, like there's a, there's a tree and then around the tree, it's all nice and mowed. And then there's a fire pit and they put me down. I might've been the only camper and they put me down, um, kind of over the hill. So I was actually very private, even though it was very open where I could see the sun come up and the sun go down and everything was just perfect. I had the most beautiful pictures of me next to a tree, hula hooping with the beautiful sun coming down behind me in Arkansas, right? But I had just, you know, because I don't have a lot of experience with the woodlands, you know, because <laughs> I'm from the coast and I skip off into the like high grass. And I come back out of the high grass and I look down at my legs and I'm covered with tiny little black, tiny little bugs, tiny little bugs. And my intuition told me immediately, those are chiggers. And I was like, oh, please, God, don't let those be chiggers because I'm going to be covered in chiggers. And then it was 80 degrees that night and I was so proud of my setup and I got my setup and I made my, I warmed up my chicken noodle soup and did my hula hooping at sunset. And I was, and I took a picture of my, my pest repellent was my nag champa and my terra shield you know oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i love the terra shield but it didn't it, did they well, like it I did had they eat it no it? idea what i was i, I think actually terra shield helped a little bit oh. but i just i was so nonchalant about it i was like spray and then just kind of rub it around a little bit and so there's places where you can tell where like all of a sudden they they didn't eat you there. Right. And I'm like, I think that might've been the one spot that I got some Terra Shield on, which <laughs> Terra Shield and um, Clary Calm are both doTERRA oils. And if you ever are looking for doTERRA oils, I can totally help you out with that, by the way. Incense and oh, la la la, Aislinn, you know, with their hula hoop and, you know, trying to experience my 20 year old self on the road, you know, doing this whole thing. And I itched all night long was miserable. It was 80 degrees. So it wasn't exactly the most comfortable in terms of heat, but honestly, that was the most obnoxious story of the entire trip. Everything else was just a dream and was wonderful. And I had such a great time. I I have so much more to talk about, about that as we, as things go along, but wanted to talk to you a little bit about this term that I heard recently by a young woman in her twenties. So kind of those catchphrases that get kind of like we started using, we started talking about the non-player character okay, NPC yeah, yeah. and like how now that's become kind of a trend. People's, you know, use a lot of, use that a lot, even though I don't know that they know the original like concept of what that, where that came from. I know they know the game part of it, the video game, right. but they don't they know don't. like why that became a vernacular that we started using, but she would use the term. She kept saying 10 toes down, 10 toes down. Do you know what 10 toes down means? I've ten never toes. heard that before. 10 toes down. It's basically a commitment. It's like, stand up to what you say, vow that what you're saying is the truth and that you are committed to it. And you're going 10 toes down. Like I'm grounded. I'm grounded into it. Grasping on Mm -hmm. to a branch. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm in, I'm in, you know? I like that. And so today, after having heard that a few times, it kind of some of the stuff I've been going through and trying to figure out like what I, after the trip, when I got home back to the farm and after all the things I've gone through and trying to figure out where I'm going and what am I doing and how's this going to work and all over the place, trying to figure this out. And one of the things that I was concerned about at the end that I was starting to like move in the direction of is, is impulsively giving up on what I had created and moving back in back onto the grid, basically moving back into the corporate world, moving back into the, 
knowing like the, the, the depression that I was feeling was, was feeling that part of that, but just, I hadn't really committed to anything yet. I just, I didn't know really what I was doing or where I was going. And so that concept just, it was almost like a aha moment for me, mm-hmm. 10 toes down. Yeah. One of the things that I have felt is that what's coming for this world is scarier than I even want to, because I have this visionary nature. Like I can see, I can, and so I've been trying um, not to zoom out a lot or maybe even not wanting to, because I was afraid. And also knowing that in a, that predictions are limited to the idea that once you put that information out, it changes. Yeah. Like once we, once we see something or say something and talk about it, we actually change the course of it. So we, you can't actually make predictions. You can make general observations that could occur, right? But you have no idea where they'll actually end up Mm -hmm. because just the idea that you've called it out in a prediction could make it completely change because people are like, no, I don't want that, you know? And, or personally you say, no, I don't want that. And so you you make changes and then it's not that at all. That's not your prediction. What what you predicted is not that at all. It's altering the course of it just by speaking it. Right, exactly. And so because of that, I've been really not really thinking about that too much, scared of it, not really trying to focus on it or whatever. But what I know about my life right now is that I've done the work to be prepared for these scary things that I'm foreseeing. I've been through the challenges and the pain to handle mentally things that I can see a lot of people in this world are not going to be able to handle mentally. Right. Um, we saw that with the pandemic that people didn't handle that mentally. Well, no, really not anybody. Right. I'm also on my trip and as I'm having conversations with people at the dinner table and kind of everywhere that outside of like a couple of people, pretty much everybody is uncomfortable with their life right now. Like everybody feels this sense of like, things are not right. And, and while we're, you know, let me just go buy some more things to make me happy because that's what we always use as our satisfaction. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends on a trip for the weekend. I'm going to go have a, go to a wine event. I'm going to go see a movie. I'm going to whatever. And those things could solve the problems, but, but they're not solving the problems for people anymore. Like they're not finding satisfaction in them. Not certainly the people, right. Not like we used to. And not even when you're gathering with friends it just seems different there. It's like a, like a placating, like you're, you're in their presence, but it's, you're taking on then and feeling this overall sense of doom and gloom Uh and people don't know what to do about it. So there's this surface conversation. Yeah. And it seems like that we didn't really have that before. So the connect really connecting with people, I don't think is happening as much. So when we find someone, when we find mm-hmm. each other, when we find those that we really connect with, or, mm-hmm. you know, we see other people connecting, we, we, we ground again and we, yeah. we, we set, we set our roots back down. Yeah. We're like, this is what I like. This is uh-huh. where I want to uh-huh. be. I do uh-huh. better things here. Uh-huh. And then everybody else like NPCs, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're on the outside kind of looking in and we feel safe there. Mm-hmm. I, you feel safe in that. Mm-hmm. And then you go out into the world and you come back. Yeah, and it just feel a little bit safer here, but at that same time, yeah. we lose the connection with with others. Yeah, that makes us having the ability to be okay with things aren't perfect, things aren't so comfortable. Like things are a little bit hard. They're challenging. There are challenges to solve. There are whatever, and that. And I said this to you earlier, and that is. I've always felt like I was just a little bit ahead of the curve. And I honestly believe there are people that are even way further ahead of the curve than me, but I just like 2019, I felt the pandemic before the pandemic was here. You know, like I had the experiences of this massive, this happening to me in 2023 when there's predictions of war in 2026, like world war in 2026 by our government leaders saying those words words out loud getting comfortable without getting comfortable with pain, getting comfortable with losing people you love, getting comfortable with, I think what the 10 toes down thing did for me 
was it, it had me lock into what I'm doing here on the farm even more than ever before. And I have, and, and one of the things that I've started doing is that I have a Patreon account and I call it Aislinn's whims. Okay. And there's a backstory to that, but I don't want to get into it, but <laughs> Aislinn's whims are fantastic and she can do anything she fucking wants to. There it went. That's Come my on. one. <laughs> Darn it. I don't get one now. <laughs> don't worry. You can say one and I'll delete mine out so you can. <laughs> That's a friend right there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I've got this Patreon account and now I can, you know, um, say things that I wouldn't necessarily say publicly to um, fans that are paying to be a part of it with me. And um, I'm excited about it. And so I'm going to continue to keep doing that. It's $5 a month. Um, and so you could sign up like if any, for some of the people, they might've signed up just because I was talking about the road, you know, I was on the road and I was posting things on the road and, and now that I've done it and now that I'm getting better and I've already done the road once, I'm going to get even better at it. Like I'm going to be even better at creating all different kinds of interesting mm -hmm. content to put here and I can put different things there because it's not public, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a handful of people that's slowly growing and it may grow to a size that I like have a certain number I want to keep. And then I have to decide whether I'm going to be more PC with the way I talk, you know, or whatever. But the truth is, is that now it's like, I can let all of these leveling up meandering of channeling and ideas and things that are coming out to me, just like flow out into content streams and then share them with an audience that's paid to get to hear this information yeah. and then see where that goes. And so far so good. I'm like very happy with it. And so if anybody wants to sign up for my, or to be a patron of Aislinn's whims, you go to patreon.com backslash. It's just Aislinn. And you'll see it right there. And of course, if you just want more information about it, send me a DM and we'll talk about it. So, but that's something you should definitely get on Patreon. If yeah, you're I'm going to look at that. I'm yeah. going to look at that because I like to ramble about things too. And we yeah. just go down deep into that yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. I just sit there and talk about that rabbit hole often. I find it at the farmer's market, you know, when people come up and I'm you talking do. about the different yes. things. Yeah. All of a sudden there is a crowd. And so then what you need to do then is make a note of some like interesting concept idea or like, like 10 toes down, yeah. like, yeah. Tintos down turned into something for me. So I recorded it and I did, and the way I did it today, or I'm, I'm, I'm learning things, right? So I recorded on my phone, just a video. It's like a 12 minute long video. Um, as if I was doing a live, like we're not editing this. We're not, we're just whatever. And then I upload it to YouTube, make it unlisted and then put the link on Patreon. And then anyone that wants to see the video can see the video. Oh. And so you could do, so this is where my mom was like, saying today, you know, yeah, you got to stop giving away all your education, all my garden, all my stuff. You know, I mean, I've been giving my, my education away, hands in the dirt learning for 20 years, literally. And, you know, teaching at the learning garden and teaching and online and teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. And now I'm like, it's time for me to go all in with the people that are serious about getting ready for major changes in this world. Absolutely. And minimally, you guys, even if we don't end up in a world war, the economy's not good. Neither's the food system. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, we're like, there's some things we need to take care of. There's some, you know, issues with our health that we need to be on top of. And even if like, maybe the, and I honestly, like I get a lot of support from the older the generations older than us, right? And our generation. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's the next generations coming that are like, we we know we need this now because yeah. we are the ones that have to survive this shit and yeah. actually like live through it and then have kids and raise kids through it and you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's people out there listening to this, probably not so much on my podcast because my audience is pretty used to what I'm talking about. But at the same time, I'm sure the people are like, what the hell is she talking about? Is oh, this yeah. conspiracy theory? No. <laughs> well, and that's that's the wonderful thing about the, the patreon is uh -huh. yeah, you can talk about what you want you're not yes. gonna have all of this you know you can talk about this and talk about that yeah and and really when you're when you're putting genuine content out there mm -hmm. the people that need to find you will find you we yeah. found one another and the more that we put out things that come from our heart we find our vibe attracts our tribe i've always said that that's oh, been yeah. one of mine and yeah and the people that need to find you and absolutely now more than ever people are monetizing Yep. 
and find a way to monetize what they're passionate about. Yeah. And when your passion meets your knowledge and people will pay you for that, mm -hmm. there's nothing more beautiful. And that's really what it, that's what the American dream is all about. Isn't I was it? about to say, you want to know how you beat the economy and you beat the shit, you become your, you become you, your greatest asset. You are your wealth. And that's, I think, honestly, that's what this trip, that trip taught me the most of anything that I am extremely wealthy because I am a good asset. Like I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of professional experience. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So of course we had the farm wine this evening and it was funny because at the very beginning, like the first thing you came in, I was like, do you, would you like a glass of wine? And I'm like, okay, here's what I have. I've got uh, wine from Indiana and I've got wine from Michigan and then I've got the wine from the farm and you were like, oh, wine from the farm. Yeah. You know? My eyes lit up and, uh -huh. you know, you knew you were speaking my language. Well, at one of the events that, that, uh, I came out to the farm for, I was lucky enough to have some of that farm wine then. And I just fell in love with it. Oh, yeah. it was just delicious. Yeah. Just delicious. And, and you mentioned that like, sometimes the red wine will give you a little bit of a headache. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things I love about the farm wine is because he's not trying to like ultra ripen it faster or, I mean, there's just like certain things like commercial production that, um, additives yeah. basically that he doesn't have to add yeah. to it. And so it doesn't have all the same things that potentially make us sick in and, it, yeah, make, you know, the headaches and the, doesn't need the pesticides and doesn't need the, uh -huh. so you taste, you taste that grape. And I just asked just a little while ago about what type of grape it was. And it just, it sounds just just as fabulous as the wine itself, the Spanish Lenoir. Okay. That's right. Yeah, that's it's a black stuff. Spanish grape and we harvested 500 pounds this year. Um, and you asked me about the grape stomping. You said, can I grape stomp? <laughs> Which it's funny because other people have asked me that before, by the way, but that's really kind of a, like a touristy thing, you know, Messina Hoff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're, in August <laughs> they're having their big event. And really it's about, you know, which, I mean, I get it. Like, we do, I do that kind of stuff. It's like summer solstice, you come out to the farm, you know, it's like whatever's going on, let's make an event around it so we can get people out to the farm. Um, but he has this big, um, like machine, like that crushes the grapes. And then after he does that, it goes into, you know, a container or whatever. And he takes that and he dumps it over the fence for the pigs and the, uh, ducks. We have seven ducks now, by the way, oh. for those of you that have know the duck story, we now have seven ducks. We have the three, the, the thruple and, and now we have their four babies. Oh. <laughs> so we have the family of ducks now. Um, I think a duck, uh, flock is actually called a covey or something like that. I need to go look that up, but How I think did you it do is. this again earlier today. My uh -huh. son and I were driving back after I picked him up from school and we've got some uh, that, that that live in a culvert, a family, and we watched them grow. You know, there was the, uh -huh. the mom and the dad and then they grew and they were little babies and they were fuzzy and they were cute and then they got bigger and we called them teenagers. And then just the other day, I was driving home and I looked over and they're standing there staring, I mean, looking completely displaced. <laughs> they weren't, you know, waddling yeah, around like yeah. happy little ducks. They were yeah. just standing there, just all staring in one direction. Like they're a little oh. offended. Uh -huh. Well, I turned the corner and here's those big giant mower things, uh, <gasps> mower, mowing the oh. culverts. So now they really have a place to waddle, but they just stood there. They were, you know, displaced little ducks. And yeah. I, I asked my son, I asked Aaron, I was like, okay, you know, okay, there's a flock of geese and there's a, it's a, no, it's a gaggle of geese and a flock of birds. And I, was, I didn't know. I asked him today. Uh -huh. What did is know? it? No. So, so how did you? Yeah. Unanswered question. I'm not certain. I feel like I've looked it up before, but I'm not certain. So here, you guys, we haven't had an unanswered question in a while. We've got an unanswered question for next week. Oh, so I'll look go. it up. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I think it's a covey, but I could be wrong. Because I know I'm pretty sure quails are coveys. But I feel like I've drank wine before that was called like covey hill and it had a picture of a duck on it <laughs> and like i feel like that's where i i've learned speaking of wine right anyways but the best part about the like the excess going out to the pigs and the ducks is that everybody gets in there and then they all go pass out oh that's awesome <laughs> they love it too and the, the, the pigs have like red faces like all like just like wine stained like it reminds me of like um the uh, the monks, I guess, from the olden days, you know, when they were making wine or whatever, and they were just like, kind of, I, maybe I'm thinking of like Disney characters on like Robin Hood, the, the big fat monk, you know, <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> and he drank his mead all the time, you know, or whatever. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> but yeah, we had a couple of episodes where we had meat, where we were doing a bunch of mead tasting, oh, damn, which it kind stuff. of tends to work out that way. I like that. But, um, and, and the idea that we can make our own booze now, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, come on, you guys, like going back to the 10 toes down, like. We make our own booze. Monetize that stuff. Monetize <laughs> it. Well, technically, I don't want to get into dealing with the law as it relates to wine sales or whatever. But disclaimer: you should come visit me at the farm, <laughs> peeps, because I'm just saying. And I got what happens wine at the farm. <laughs> always stays at the farm. <laughs> exactly. So we made uh, a fantastic dairy-free, gluten-free chicken alfredo spaghetti squash dish tonight oh it's fabulous so i was trying to think okay i'm getting home because i got home on monday and tuesday and wednesday no i got home on tuesday no that's not true i got home on monday and then tuesday and wednesday was like cleaning cleaning in the garden checking on everything getting my groceries purchased going to town buying new chicken food you know all that stuff and then thursday of course is like cleaning my house and getting everything all situated. So I'm like, I had no idea. Like, I'm like, I got to record a podcast on third Thursday and I have no idea what we're going to cook. And I always want to try to keep it with farm something coming from the farm. So like, what do I have? And I was like, okay, well, I guess maybe we could do like a frittata or something. Cause my chickens are actually laying eggs again, which is really nice. Yay. And no, and they, they, I was having an issue where they were eating their eggs and it got really bad. And so basically I had to deal with the chickens that that's what needed to happen. <laughs> hey, y'all need to pull your that. weight on the farm. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think that I may grab a few of them that I that I know are not laying eggs anymore and that are not like super special to me and just like take them to the very back of the pasture and let them be free range for as long as they can be free range um, because they're eating food and not laying eggs. Not and eggs. I don't have like uh, an ornamental flock yet. I don't have like an ornamental like coop or whatever. So, um, don't send me hate mail about these chickens, please. I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> they get their own spot in the pasture. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyways, I ended up saying, oh yeah, I know what we can do. Instead of making a frittata, we can, um, use one of these spaghetti squash. I harvested three or four really nice high squash off of, um, one good vine. I had a ruin, really good vine. we got a lot of rain during the squash like season. And so any of the squash I planted real early, which would be my vining squash, because it needs the longest period of time to exist and mm -hmm. to be strong. we got so much rain. It was really hard on the squash plants. Um, of course my yellow squash and zucchinis did excellent because they were kind of a little bit later. Like I planted them a little bit later. And so they didn't get the same, mm -hmm. same rain issue that some of the other stuff, but I did grow really, really nice spaghetti squash this year. Yeah, they were, that so, was a good size and the, the yeah. flavor and uh -huh. it just, the way, the way that it just, you know, you pick it apart with a fork and it looks just like spaghetti. And for those that are, you know, that you don't often cook with it, or if you've never, you know, been brave or wanted to try it, 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 it it's, it is easy. Mm -hmm. She made it in the instant pot. I, I did. It's you, you can also take it and throw it in the oven, cut it in half, uh, sprinkle a little oil on there, mm -hmm. 25 minutes, and then just get it soft enough. And then you scoop out the seeds and you can replace a lot of other, mm -hmm. um, a lot of other, well, especially like pastas, spaghetti squash. It's got the name for a reason. Right. Um, I did a Italian sausage spaghetti Ooh, squash yeah. a couple of weeks ago and it just, it's got a really good texture. So that was a really good pick. And you couldn't have done better on the choice. I used the chicken breasts, boneless, skinless. I had some, and I use that. Um, I use a brand. I use Cook's Venture, which is a brand you can actually buy at HEB. Certainly at the Portland HEB. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can probably buy it at the Roberts HEB in in town as well. And uh, Cook's Venture, for those of you that don't live in the Corpus Christi area, Cook's Venture is likely to be at your places too because it's a. It's not, I, I wouldn't say it's a big national one, national chain type of thing. Uh, Cause it's too, it's small, smaller scale than that. Mm -hmm. um, but they're using all of the, um, the rules that the rules that I would live by for meat. Mm -hmm. And so it's an option um, rather than buying a whole chicken at the farmer's market, which I'm happy to do that whenever I'm at the farmer's market. But mm -hmm. one of the things, and you probably know this cause you go to the farmer's market um, regularly, uh, you go to the Wednesday farmer's market regularly still? Yep. Yeah, started vending there last night. 
Oh, okay, good. I'm back. You're back. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought you had said you were there. Um, the meat vendors aren't there every week anymore. Either no, one of them, really, right? Really, that's right. I didn't see him. Uh -huh. I didn't see him. So you, so sometimes I show up and there's no meat, which is like the main reason I'm there, especially in the summertime. But even still, the main reason I'm there because most of, I've already got the vegetables. Almost everybody else has. So I haven't been able to run across the meat at the farmers market as easily as I used to. Um, and so having that access, which it just makes me feel really good about the work that I've done in the community that we have that stuff available in the HEV now, yeah, yeah. you know, or natural grocers, there's options at natural grocers as well that I, I also live by that I like, um, a yellow onion from the garden, of course, garlic, thyme from our herbs, um, kale, which I actually use some kale from the store, but then you make the Alfredo sauce and it's, um, cashews soaked overnight, coconut cream, some more garlic, salt and pepper, nutritional yeast. Oh, I love that stuff. I do too. Okay. And then you told me that you have a recipe for broccoli that you use that on. Cheesy, crispy, vegan broccoli. I need that. And oh, it is like crispy. And it, yes, I will send that right over and okay. you can link it too if you I want will. to. But I'll put it, it in the show notes. It's one of those where the kids don't have seconds, they have thirds. I want that. So yeah. I do, I go through about two pounds of it and it's so easy. Uh -huh. It's so easy to make. And broccoli, like, okay. So when I've looked at making kale chips from the kale at the grocery store, the kale at the grocery store is too expensive. The organic kale at the grocery store is too expensive. It's like, I don't know, $4 for like, like <laughs> seven pieces of the yeah, dinosaur kale. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, eh, that's not going to work. I suppose I could do a big zucchini and make zucchini chips, but I'd be curious to try the broccoli out. So I'm definitely going to try that out. Um, and so, yeah, so that was the recipe and that turned out excellent. We had that alongside a, a really nice salad. Another one of those situations where I didn't ask you if you liked okra or not. I just cut it up and put it in there. And, um, but I, for, but I, you're like me, you like eat food for the health benefits just like I do. And, um, oh, it was wonderful. It yeah. was wonderful. And the green, and then the pear, pears the pear from our pear trees and that mm -hmm. red wine vinegar. Fantastic. I mean, I, I will eat so much vinegar that I'll pickle my own tongue. <laughs> you know, really you like, you love vinegar. That's, oh, I do. Oh, okay. Do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I cool. And then I pulled everything. out a bottle that I showed you. I had harvested because when I get home, all the okra is too big. Although I did get just enough okra for our salad. <laughs> and then I go over and look at all your hot pepper plants and all the peppers on the hot pepper plants have gone from the little green peppers that you were harvesting to these beautiful purple and red and yellow and orange and all these great colors. So I have these beautiful Tabasco peppers that I put in with the red wine vinegar and made a bottle of that. And, um, that's, that's going to be good. I think so too. And if you like spicy, that's, you know, it'll be hot. So, so, if you, have put, so you can still use a pickled spicy tongue. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I also today, because I harvested a ton of basil while I was out there, tons and tons of basil, I made a basil salt and then I made some more of my pizza salt. But what I love even better about it this time is that I had a ton of red serranos. So when I mix those in, so when I'm making my, and many of you have already heard me tell the story again, but I'm going to tell it again for those of you that haven't. I make salts with my herbs and I do 80, 20. That's my, uh, you know, amount of seasonings or other types of ingredients compared to the amount of salt because Actual I don't salt. Yeah. Yeah. And the salt and then how I dry it in my oven at 170 is what, you know, preserves it basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it's a seasoning and I, my pizza salt is basil and it could be a mixed variety of basil. The only one I don't mix in there is the holy basil because I use that for other teas and things like that. And it's real sweet. And yeah. so it's got a little bit of different flavor. Um, and then garlic, of course, and then oregano and I use a Cuban oregano because I have so much of that and it's so succulent and such a good, good plant. And then, um, and then the red serranos in it. And I zip that up in my, um, food chopper and put it in the oven at 170 until it gets hard. And then I'll throw it back into the food chopper again to chop it back up to make it smooth and fine. And then it becomes this beautiful seasoning that I can of course give to friends or sell at the farmer's market or, you know, oh, whatever. It smelled so good. It's good. And, oh yeah. 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 My pizza salt goes over really well with that, a lot of people. That blend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that one's really going to be extra good because it's got so much of the, and you can see the red flakes. Yeah, you can see them. In it too. So the other food eating things that have happened in my life in this last week were the road trip foods. And I mean, I made a huge batch of chicken soup. And so I ate chicken soup, but I froze them. So I had them frozen in my ice chest. But that's only lasts for a certain amount of time. I ended up, so by the time I got to Michigan, I was to the end and I had like 
three bowls left. And I actually shared that with um, Tommy and her husband, Doc. And so I was able to like get the rest of that out. So there was none of that wasted. Um, I also had brought with me some of the, I found a hamburger patty at natural grocers that I eat. That's got like mushroom and um, onion in it, I think. And it's from thousand acre farms or something like that. So that's mm -hmm. a farm that any meat that natural grocer sells, as long as it doesn't have sugar in it, like hickory smoked bacon with sugar in it, you know, something like that. Um, I will eat that stuff. You yeah. know, the, the variety, the, the places they're buying from the, the techniques that they're using, the regenerative farming mm -hmm. and the no antibiotics and all of that kind of stuff. Natural grocers meat is all meat that I'm willing to eat. And so those hamburger patties have become a staple in my life as a single woman. Like you need a hamburger patty to just like cook up with some potatoes and you know, like whatever. You still have kids around your house to feed. So oh my dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, yeah. I'm we still just... busy cooking and cleaning. Like, um, I don't <laughs> You are what you eat. eat. So mm -hmm. when you're paying attention to, um, you know, not just where the meat comes from, like the store you're buying it from, but how is it raised? What is it fed? And one of the biggest things, and you know, you know, and in, in what I do it, for health reasons, especially things like omega-3s and omega-6s, we talk about those mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And omega-6s are actually highly inflammatory. Omega-3s yeah. are lower. Uh -huh. And depending on what the meat or what the meat, <laughs> what the meat eats, what the <laughs> yeah. cows are eating yeah. or what the, you know, what the animals are eating, uh -huh it's going to affect the omega three to six ratios. Ah. So even just eating the wrong meats that are raised and processed the wrong way, you could be causing more inflammation in your body, yeah. even though you've chosen to, um, to, to, to adopt a more healthful diet, it's right. still important to know where you're sourcing your meat and how it's raised and what it, what it eats. It's funny where red, it became like red meat's not the problem. It's the way the red meat ate is the no, problem. No. You know, that that's kind of, cause I eat, quite a bit of red meat yeah. and chicken and all of it, but it's all, you know, cows should eat grass. Yeah. Cows shouldn't be. eating. Well, and they also shouldn't be eating a broad scale antibiotic that they spray on all the fields everywhere to kill the weeds. Every single time they eat, they eat that. And then and that's, what's causing us to have leaky gut yeah, and all issues. the crap that we, I yeah. mean, and these are things I talk about here mm -hmm. at the dinner table nonstop because my food, with yeah. that I eat all of the time. It's a huge like part you of the conversation. Food is definitely medicine. Absolutely. And that is, it can, there's a quote by Ann Wigmore. Um, food can be the most powerful medicine or the slowest form of poison. Oh, I, I literally watch it. I watch it in people. I've watched it in, you know, recent past, you know, experiences with people's healthcare and all. I mean, it's just, yeah. A mess. So there was that. I had boiled eggs. Um, I made myself breakfast tacos and the tortilla that I use. The tortilla that I use is not actually a tortilla at all. It's <laughs> it's a coconut wrap. <laughs> like oh. It, oh, thrive. Well, actually, you can buy some at natural grocers. They're just, I think they're smaller amounts and they're kind of a smaller size, but it's like having a taco. Go, mm. of course, I took with me, I had this like pantry box, this little pantry box. And when I would go inside someone's house or in the air conditioning or anything like that, I would take the box inside with me and it had eggs in it, like raw eggs ready to cook when I was ready to cook them. And of course, if you, if you know that you don't have to refrigerate eggs, then you just carry eggs in your pantry box and you don't leave them in the hot ass car where right. they could cook in, them in your pockets <laughs> yes. or in my pockets. Exactly. Um, and then I brought potatoes that I had grown here at the farm, onions that I grew here at the farm. Nice. And I would make myself like breakfast tacos every morning. And then the very, very first morning when I did it, I cooked up some bacon that I'd gotten. And I, so then I had like pieces of bacon to cook for, and I saved the bacon grease in a little thing. And so on the days that I didn't have any more bacon, I just used my bacon grease to heat up my potatoes and my, and then, you know, do that. So I like had legit breakfast tacos, like almost every, I mean, I, I gained 10 pounds, you guys. <laughs> I think I just yelled that on the mic, but I literally, I'm like, I am curious to see like, but yep. <laughs> like, I was not expecting to gain weight on this kind of a vacation. Like I get it when you go on like a super indulgent, like Las Vegas, eat everything and drink everything vacation. You gain 10 pounds when you come back, but I gained 10 pounds traveling down the road, eating some breakfast tacos out the side of my car. <laughs> And you were eating things that you like and you made yeah, it for yourself and maybe wonderful. shared it with some others. Wonderful. Lots of home cooked meals from all my friends. Um, when I was in Indianapolis, there's apparently a delivery system, um, pizza delivery where I was able to order a vegan gluten-free pizza, mm. 
Yeah, I know. And of course, steak, salad, and potatoes. Like if I went to any kind of a restaurant, like a friend would take me to a restaurant, I would eat like, you know, an inexpensive little like petite filet, you know, or something like that, that they'd have and, and have a nice salad and potatoes. And, you know, I'm still trying really hard to, you know, be real cognizant, like how many potatoes am I eating and how many legumes am I eating and how many nuts am I eating and how many, how much coffee and how much wine and all the things, the chocolate and all the things that you cut, I cut out during the AIP, you know, just to make sure that I'm, you know, keeping my, because I think that the thing that I loved the best during the 120 days was the clarity of mind. Like I, and I can tell you that my mind is not as clear right now as it was during that time. And there's lots of things that could be the indication of that because I basically fasted from everything during that period of time. Yeah. Yeah, And so pretty strict. it was, I mean, it could be all kinds of things that could have been causing it. When I was in New Orleans, I, ugh, I stayed at a woofer's house, which I don't, I can't get into woofing because there's just too much to talk about today, but I'll talk about it on a future episode, but I'm about to have roommates in this house, like a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you know, a month, you know, chiggers? whatever. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Don't bring your chiggers with you. Leave your chiggers at home. Leave your chiggers at home. But when I was in New Orleans, I stayed on a flower farm, an urban flower farm, and the gal took me out to eat jambalaya and it was fantastic and i didn't ask any questions about where the meat came from or the rice came from or Or the seasonings or or nothing i didn't care i just ate it and i was was so excited to have it and it was so good and it was in this super cute little frenchman street bar in the quarter and then after that she took me on a um basically like art walk but Mm -hmm. like one of the big art walks for um new orleans is called dirty linen and, oh, they wow. have, and then like the week before they have clean linen. And so clean linen's like all the poshy like art galleries, but dirty linen was like the like eclectic and the, the crazy and the weird art and so much quirk. Yeah. yeah. A lot of colors, just my style. That Ugh. sounds awesome. I had so much fun meeting those people. They're called baby T-Rex farms in New Orleans and amazing people. I had such a good time. I mean, I had that experience with everyone when I told you that everyone wanted to share, they wanted to share their home. They wanted to share, you know, if they had any production, cause I would show up with a bottle of wine, some red wine vinegar and just here a host. Thank you. And they, and they were like, Oh honey, here we have honey. And Oh, look, we made these candles and just like all of these things that, and, and to share their food and to share their family and to share their stories. And, but at the same time, I also got what I told you earlier. And that is people are uncomfortable with their lives, no matter how amazing their lives may seem. And I'm talking about, I saw 12 States in 12 days. You guys, that's, I went through 12 States and I stayed in 12 different people's houses or mm-hmm. wait, that's not true. I stayed in 12 different spaces, but I stayed in like five or six different people's houses and it was amazing. And it was such a great experience. And the food was a huge part of that. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I had three, four ice chests and then downsized. I had two boxes that were pantry, no, three boxes that were pantry boxes. And then I had my kitchen box. And I mean, you were so amazing. organized. I was really fearful. Like as it got closer, I was just like, what am I doing? Ah, am I going to be able to do it? Ah. And then when it got really close and I started putting things together, I was like, what am I freaking out about? I, I am so good at this. I know what I'm doing and I know what I need and I know what I don't want to live without. And I was thinking today as I found another bag full of toilet paper, cause I'm like unloading boxes and I'm unloading the car and I'm unloading <laughs> all these things. And I found another bag of toilet paper and I was like, note to self you wouldn't use 20 rolls of toilet paper (laughs) at home in two weeks. So what makes you think you're going to need 20 rolls of toilet paper in two weeks on the road? I mean, you might need two rolls or three rolls. (laughs) Oh, that I'll tell you in terms of food and eating things and being careful about things and telling people no wheat and staying away from dairy and you know, all that kind of stuff. Cause the last thing I wanted to be was, have a strange bowel thing happening while I'm on the road to go along with my chigger infestation. (laughs) (laughs) All I want to know is, um, where'd you put the lemon juice? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You were saying everything was so organized and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I, 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 one of the things that has happened when I've come home, you guys, is that I have no idea where anything is. (laughs) And whether I actually used it or I threw a lot of stuff away when I got home because it just like, 
it just felt like it had been on the road too long. Yeah. Like it looked real Did it whipped. stay cold enough? Did it? No. Did it, yeah, yeah. It didn't. And that's the thing was like when I was in Chicago, I was talking about those meat patties. Um, I decided like the last of the couple of whole boiled eggs and the, um, the meat that I just, I, it didn't smell right anymore. And so that was kind of a lot. And, and the waste, that waste hurt me, but it was a hands in the dirt learning experience. It was me. Like I did, I had no idea. Like no I idea how much you're going like, to need. I don't know. You know, 20 now, rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the to uh, the toilet paper. I was having flashbacks of toilet paper shortages. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that that was that was some real struggle there. <laughs> One of the reasons I was most excited and certainly see it as synchronicity to have you out tonight to have dinner with is because I know that in that you know early meeting and I think we'd probably met each other before that, but like we hadn't met met like we hadn't sat down to talk um, that you were going through at that time, the beginning stages of a split up yeah. and becoming single yourself. And I know that since I met you, so that's been a few years ago, um, that I've watched you like go 10 toes down. You're like, <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in this wellness. I'm going to, you know, do, get my education. I'm going to build my business. And I'm going to, in the meantime, I'm going to do, I, you do other things to create cash flow for yourself. Like that, you know, like you mentioned a minute ago, I heard you say cleaning houses. I yeah, know, yeah. I know I've seen you sit at houses and probably yeah. do you do some dog watching? I don't know. Like what, what all, what all kinds of extra things do you do besides? Oh my gosh. I, yeah. That really getting myself through and refusing to get a nine to five yeah, that. Um, and really sticking with, I mean, I was, I was in, uh, Alabama mm -hmm. and we had to move over, you know, we ended up moving over here after the kids and I stayed behind for about 18 months. And over there, I just started, um, with my nutrition and my health coaching business. Mm -hmm. And when you're seeing clients in person to move means basically shutting down and starting over again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I did, mm -hmm. um, my, my attitude and, and my view on things. I've always said that I'm just, I'm going to bloom where I'm planted and I'm going to go over yeah. there to, to Corpus Christi and I'm going to get into networking groups like I was uh -huh. over there and I'm uh -huh. going to just meet people and continue on with what I'm doing. And I got over here and, um, within a year or two, it all kind of jumbles together now, mm -hmm. but by January of 2019, um, I found my daughter and I, we were kind of off on our own and my son mm -hmm. had moved up to, uh, to Houston with his dad for a little while. And I was working with health coaching clients and nutrition clients then. And it was then, uh, during that time that I decided to go back to back, go back to school for the herbalism part and just, mm -hmm. you know, get my certification in herbalism, uh, that went right along with the integrative nutrition and mm -hmm. the, the holistic practitioner. It all kind of went together. And I knew that I wanted to continue to help people mm -hmm. and to, like you say, use food as medicine to heal their bodies. And also yeah. there's some life coaching in mm -hmm. it too. Yeah. And inspiring people. And, you know, really what I'd like to do is work with women and, and help them, mm -hmm. you know, love their bodies again and know yes. that no matter where they are, they can get back to where they, they want to be. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I had a friend who asked me about helping her uh, clean a house uh -huh. and I went and did it. And, um, uh, the exit during one of the times was, was not employed at the time. So I was cleaning houses. I was coaching, mm -hmm. um, meeting with clients, attending networking events. And then I'm like, okay, well, I know a lot about these plants and people like it when I make them teas and, yeah, and you mix make things teas. together. Yeah. Uh -huh. So then I just threw that out on Facebook. I'm always, I've always been pretty good about just putting myself out there. Yeah. You know, I don't really care what yeah. anybody thinks about what I'm doing. You know, I know these things help people. And so I started making teas. So, uh -huh. you know, I'm making teas. I started selling them. Um, I'm involved with the, the Padre Island market. Mm -hmm. So at that market there, I would set up my booth and sell teas and, and at the time doing little balms and tinctures and mm -hmm. other little goodies. And then I had uh, some some realtor friends who uh, asked if I could come pet sit and house sit for mm -hmm. them while they're mm -hmm. on vacation. I've just got, just got two that, that I do this for. And mm -hmm. so I'll go and stay in their beautiful homes on the island and, yeah. and love on their love on their fur babies and, and uh, pet sit and house sit. 
And yeah. I, just for them, I don't really uh, sure. do cleaning right. for people that live in the houses, except for those two. But I, for, since they're realtors, I will do make readies and yeah. get houses ready for people moving in and moving out. And, you know, all of these extra things that I, extracurricular activities that I do yeah. just seem to uh, fill in these gaps. And I call it opening up all the faucets. Yeah. yeah. I need all of, I need them all. This one's dripping. This one's flowing right now, you know man, I need this one to get better, you know, like all of that. And then go in, well, for me, monetize, monetize Patreon, yeah, yeah. monetize all that content you're putting out there, all that education that you're sharing, you know, every single thing. And so I ran into my friend, Cheryl, who was on the podcast just a few weeks ago last night. Well, I didn't run into her. I met up with her to bring her something. Cause I, one of the people I stayed with was her parents, which was fantastic. They're in Con, like Conroe area. Yeah, and they pretty. sent home, she sent the family sent home a box for, for Cheryl. So I got a chance to meet up with her and I looked at her last night and I was like, you know what? I think I just need you to be my mentor right now because she is one of those people after telling me a few more stories where she just doesn't give a flip what anybody thinks about what she's doing and she's going to do it. And in the meantime, she has made herself in a fantastic life where everything that has occurred in her life, heading off to New York when she read out of high school to be a model. And she, I, I learned last night that she, she actually isn't that tall. And so she didn't even get, you know, because I have in my mind, all these stories about how it's not going to work and how I'm, how I wasn't successful with that or how da, 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 da. and I could think everybody's like that, but yep. to then you know, like sit down with her again and talk and for her to encourage me and encourage me on the trip, you know, all that. And then the next podcast you come in and I know you've been on this basically a sim very, very similar journey, you know, a breakup, uh, that was really hard on you and, you know, dealing with kids through it all and then trying to make your cash flow work and then sticking with, I'm not going back into that corporate system again. And I think your background as a veteran also, it makes a difference to me in like how you handle the stress of, you know, problem solving and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I always listen to your stories of the times that you live through stuff, you know, in, in that leadership capacity. And, and so I think listening to you explain, yeah, I'm doing all the things right now that that I'm comfortable doing. I don't, you know, like the thing, these are my friends and they're realtors and it's these kinds of houses. And I sit for these people because there are people I know that are really close. And I mean, basically it's exactly what I'm trying to figure out right now, what you're doing, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's impressive setting. Thank you. The setting, the, the really envisioning it. I, I, mm -hmm. I want it to look like this. I want to set my hours. These are the things that I want to be doing mm -hmm. and envisioning it and fighting just, constant sometimes it has really felt like a battle um but you know army taught me a lot of that um yeah. i just continuing to just put one foot forward some days really not knowing how i'm gonna make it but mm -hmm. never ever giving up just putting one yeah make a bad choice make a bad decision yeah do the wrong thing and just i just kept trying i never gave up there was just no other option there's no other what option i wanted to teach my children <laughs> yeah. is that that there's, there's no other option. I mean, right. you only fail when you stop trying. And yeah. that is one thing that they can, they can say is that they never saw me yeah. stop trying yeah. and yeah. to teach them that lesson and to work with other women and to help mentor anyone, anyone. And that's, that's it to connect, mm -hmm. to connect and inspire mm -hmm. and teach others that mm -hmm. they can do it too. And mm -hmm. when you talk about the, the people that, you know, when you see people and they feel a collective, just something, uh -huh. something's not, right. Uh -huh. We need each other more than ever. And mm -hmm. very often I'll be like, eh, I don't really feel like peopling today, uh -huh. but really oh, yeah. at the core <laughs> of it, I'm meant to be here and to connect with other people and love them and teach yeah. them how to love themselves. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we get along with everyone and that we're everybody's cup of tea. Uh -huh. But speaking of tea, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a constant struggle, but at the they same time, they can be non-player characters out there by yes. themselves if you're not exactly. their cup of tea. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my tea. Um, but it, it is—it's that connection. It's yeah. really making those connections and inspiring people, and you know, and just when you, when you inspire someone, you've seen it. You see, you see their eyes light up, and you yeah. connect, and they're yeah. just like, "I can do this." Yeah, and that just, whew, yeah. Know. 
I love it. I love seeing, especially when you mention men, women, because it's often women with the gardening stuff and to see them be empowered. Like, cause first of all, I'm going to come in on almost any consultation and basically say everything you think, you know, I'm going to tell you it's crap. And I'm going to tell you everything <laughs> that your granddaddy did. You can't do anymore because the gas prices are what they are now. And mm -hmm. <laughs> that means fertilizer and everything you're going to spend money. You're never going to, it's never going to be worth it. It's never going to even out for you. And people hate to hear all that, but then I'm like, but wait, but wait, but because there's more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now, then after I spoil all your grand ideas, I'm going to get you back to reality mm -hmm. and I'm going to put you on a track. That's going to make you successful. If you do your stuff, if you do yeah. the things and, and frankly, all the nutrition stuff is really that way. I mean, all the wellness stuff, anything we do with wellness or nutrition or gardening or, you know, grounding or life, anything we're trying to talk to people about mm -hmm. is, is. I can give you all the advice about what I've done and what I've learned, but at the end of the day, you are responsible for making that happen. Yeah. And we lived in a world of, I went and I paid that person and they're supposed to solve this problem for me and they're like, you know, whatever. And we just have this odd expectation. Oh. And, you know, and I think that there's an element of uh, those of us that are doing it to, to understand, like, I don't want to keep saying non-player character all the time, but just like that mindset is not gonna, it's not a part of what creates my value system, yeah, right? No, no. This has got to be about me and it's got to be about a commitment to what I desire and what I want to show my children and what kind of legacy I want to leave to the world and what is the expertise that God, the source, whatever gave me to do as Aislinn, this one experience that is literally my own independent existence that is nothing like anything else that has ever existed on the planet before, after, during, whatever. Nothing else can compare to who I am and what God has me, what is my thing. And what you, you know? have to give. And right. what you have to give. Yeah. And the, when it's knowledge and yeah. when we share knowledge with others, I tell, tell people all the time, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you information. Mm -hmm. But you have to do something with it. Yep. You've got to take it and do something with it. You can't yeah. just take these papers home or these notes or this binder or the things that we talk about and sit them on a shelf and wonder why it doesn't, don't, you know, don't get mad at me for yeah. the work you don't put in. Yeah. And, but if you need help, ask for it. That's exactly. the other thing I tell people. I'm like, part of being my client is means that you can just message me and ask me a question. And I'm very honest with you. If I start to feel like there's a lot of questions, I'll say, Hey, you know, it's time to schedule another appointment, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. like that kind of thing, exactly. but ask. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Speaking to myself, don't be afraid <laughs> to ask for help, you know? So, okay. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you to get your services for help. Find you with your teeth, whatever you're up to. Tell people how they can get <laughs> whatever in touch I'm with. up to. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, I have a company called life and wellness. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a board certified integrative nutrition practitioner graduated in 2015. After mm -hmm. I left the corporate world, left all the imports and exports and, <laughs> and, and, uh, ocean freight behind and went back to school for nutrition. And so I've got life and wellness and that encompasses all of my nutrition services, my coaching services. I do workshops throughout the community. I've got an elderberry workshop coming up. I've got two mm -hmm. different women's hormone workshops. I'm going to be putting on a thyroid workshop. Facebook page is life and wellness. I'm in between websites right now, but mm -hmm. life in wellness on mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. And also I have a tea company called coastal leaf tea company. And mm -hmm. right now I'm vending at the, uh, grow local downtown farmer's market on mm -hmm. Wednesdays from five to eight. Um, also part of the Padre Island market. Mm -hmm. Our next market is coming up in October. Look, just look up Padre Island market, uh, green waves on the Island, mm -hmm. Brian over at green waves. He's pretty awesome with all of his uh, CBD stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's also a veteran that has overcome a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of medical issues. And he carries my tea also. And I, just Coastal Leaf Tea Company on Facebook. Yeah. I think that's about it. And just people just message me and yeah. they'll meet me different places. Like today I was at Women in Business, uh -huh. uh, one of the events that, that goes on here, one of the networking groups. Uh, a lot of networking groups, creative referral network. I have and, to get back into that. I mean, since oh. I moved out to the farm, I haven't done any of it. And that's I a thought, for well, you. Yeah. And, well, and if you think about it, the one that I met you at was um, Coffee Waves and Flower Bluff <laughs> at 8.30 in the morning yeah. on a Friday. And I, like, it's, I keep thinking it's going to happen in the summertime. And I'm like, no. Nah. 
Mm -mm, no, mm -mm. even the noon ones in the summertime, I haven't made it to. So I'm going to have to figure that out. I'm going to have to figure that out, like figure out a way to get back into some of the networking events. Well, good. Thank you so much for um, giving us a little bit of details about that. So man, I kept you way past your bedtime. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> I um talking about driving at dark. I, um, I worked really hard on the trip not to drive at dark at all. Um, and then one night in Michigan, uh, we were driving and <laughs> I ended up yelling at Tommy because I just like, well, first of all, I know Tommy very well and I love her very well. And, Hi, Tommy. Yeah, I know. I'm not, exactly. <laughs> I'll make sure to send this to her. And she has, she told me she wanted to tell you something, but now I can't remember what it was. So, and she, I know one thing she told me was that she was really, um, bummed that she didn't see you again this last time. Right. Like we didn't see, we, she, maybe, I don't think we saw you. We saw you yeah, at the all. The last thing that was here. I don't think. Uh, no, she wasn't here. It was last. Yeah. It was the last one. It, yeah. yeah, it was the time before. Yeah, it was great to be with her. But um, driving at night is my. You said our eyes are changing, and yeah, it's terrible. But you know what? I don't like what what I don't like to lean into because I believe that my mind tells my body what to do. I believe in that like a hundred percent. And so, trying to understand that better means number one, you've got to stop the conditioning that, that we're old yep. and that our eyes are old. I'm old and eyes then are at, when yep. you're 40, that's when your eyes change because that's all coding. That's all things yep. we've been taught to believe. And then of course our body does what our mind tells it to do, you know? That's a good point. And so, um, that's, you know, why I've been acting as strange as I have been about my glasses and my eyes and all of that. But it doesn't change the fact that when I'm making myself, when I'm learning to learning how to say no, I don't want to drive after dark, especially in places that I don't know. <laughs> I know my way home here. Yes. I don't even have to look at my map now. So <laughs> yes. otherwise I, I would be like, yeah, I don't want to drive at night. Yeah. Let's do the table topics question, a random question. Oh, I've boy. got four cards here. I'll let you draw one out and then I can ask it of you. So just draw one and hand it to me. Oh boy, I'm feeling this one right there. That one. That one. Okay. Got it. If a coworker needed to leave early and asked you to punch her time card for her, would you do it? Depends on where I'm working. I know. When right? I worked for Southwest <laughs> Airlines, no, no, everything was electronic. Yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one. You you comes in with that the the integrity, but but then the right. friendship side. I think for me, like what you said, it depends on where I'm working. Yeah. Like, I think it depends on like the vibe. I think it depends on, I certainly like this would be, this would be a good example for me of learning to say no, because I think that when I was younger, I would have not wanted to upset the person and I wouldn't have said no, no matter what the scenario was, I would have done it. And then I would have felt guilty about it. And then I would have felt shame about it. And then I would have felt bad about it. And so I think that learning to say no, oh, but it. at the same time, I think that there's scenarios where I'd be like, well, I don't give a fuck about these people. And I, oh, I said it once. Oh! <laughs> well, that's it. It's broken. Maybe they won't count. Maybe they won't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, can, I can always press it through and see what happens. I can also delete things out. So I don't, let me say that again. I don't really care what people think sometimes certain, certain I mean, listen, integrity wise, if I don't care enough to protect them from doing that kind of crap to them, I probably shouldn't be working for them to begin with. And so that oh. would tell me some things about that. And it does tell me things about age. Cause I, I think now at this stage of my life, it's probably something I couldn't do. Yeah. 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 And that, that, that's a good point. Cause I've been the boundaries boss. saying yeah. no. And, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm also a you know, military and the right. way that I was raised, I'm also a rule follower. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not a rule know, follower at that, all. That's that the would, thing with me is that I always like find a way to like, I'm not a rule follower. So why would I follow this rule? And, and does this rule make sense? And you know, that's, I justify, you know, cheating, you know, which I'm, I'm not, I'm not a cheater by any means, but, um, but I think nowadays I think back, I think to being the boss and how that really hurts a small business or yeah. a nonprofit or so I think your initial response of depends on where it is, you know, I mean, if I'm working for some giant corporate jerk, then I probably wouldn't care. But if I don't care, then I probably shouldn't be working for them to yeah. begin with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I am so glad you came tonight. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your time with me and being the friend I needed tonight to talk out some things with and always being the friend that I need because you've been around and I appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me. I was excited to come out here and talk. The food was great. Cooking the food was great. We work well together in the kitchen. Yeah. Anytime you want to do that, have me out. I really enjoyed it. And it was again, the, the, the perfect medicine and topics you know, mm-hmm. that those synchronicities. Yeah. So I'm happy to come out here anytime and I appreciate your friendship. Thank you so much. Thank you guys all so much for being great and amazing guests at the dinner table every week. I hope you've been liking uh, the episodes of they've been coming and we're getting really close to the end of season four, which means season five with Aislinn at the dinner table is the next big season and I can't tell you there's going to be any major changes but the the big change is now we'll have a full season of Aislinn at the table with her friends and uh, interesting conversations and of course the Patreon stuff is happening and so if I when I, not if you guys, but when I get to the point and I'm ready to start doing some philosophical, 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 <laughs> philosophical, you should drink some more wine. wine. <laughs> I'm going to drink some philosophical, <laughs> some philosophical book conversations and things like that. I'm going to bring some more people back to the table and we can do some uh, Patreon conversations with that. Uh, of course, you also know that you can so just generally support this podcast and help me continue to keep having the great efforts of this podcast. When you go to the show notes page, that's dinnertabletalks.com. Right at the top of the page is an option to support the podcast. Please throw five bucks at me. It would be really helpful if you support what I'm doing to help me keep those cash flow streams open. And then of course, know that I'm about to start coming out big time with everything that's happening in the fall here on the farm and all of the efforts of gardening, education, garden consultations, farm tours, uh, any dinner events we're going to do out here at the farm, anything else that I'm going to do at the farm, I'm going to be coming at you guys with that more because I'm 10 toes down now. You're 10 toes down. Watch out for them chiggers though. (laughs) Bye guys. I love you. Mm